Hey, church family, Pastor Darren here. Uh, we're so excited to be able to try this uh, streaming service this week. Uh, we've never done this before, so be gracious with us as we try to move through the service. We'll kind of do a backward service today because we haven't been able to gather for some time. So I wanted to welcome you all as a family as we gather throughout the community and scattered throughout um, the area. We love you, and we know that this has been a difficult time for the church as well as the community. And around the world, people are going through difficulty and facing circumstances and trials and situations that are not comfortable for us. And so we want to bring a word to you of encouragement first, and then we'll move through the service and spend some time together in prayer and singing as we close out today. So we know that in the world there is going to be difficulty, and we even read that in the scripture in John 16, Jesus says, In the world you will have tribulation, but take heart, I have overcome the world. And you'll notice throughout the Bible that whenever we are in circumstances or situations that are difficult, God doesn't promise that he will rescue us from the situation, but he does promise that he will walk through us in that situation of difficulty. And this morning, I want us to look at Philippians chapter 4, verses 4 through 8. And it's a pretty well-known passage for most of you. You've probably studied it several times. But we'll just read five verses, and then I have five things that I want to share with you this morning. So what I'd ask you to do is to open your Bible or use your mobile device or your computer or tablet, and we'll take some time to read through these first eight verses. And what I would ask you to do is to close your eyes and to meditate on these words, because here at our church, we acknowledge Jesus Christ as the head of the church. He is our lead pastor, and the Holy Spirit is our teacher. And we, as the body of Christ, use our diversity of gifts to reach the world and let them know the good news that Jesus has come to offer salvation and hope and eternal life. So would you bow your heads with me as I read, and then we'll move through this text this morning. Philippians 4, verses 4 through 8. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, again I will say, rejoice. Let your reasonableness be known to everyone. The Lord is at hand. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things. Lord, we come to you today and we thank you for who you are. We thank you for loving us. We thank you for being a great God. Lord, we bless you. We come to worship you, and we come to hear your word now. Would you, the Holy Spirit, illuminate our minds and teach us your word this morning, not just for information's sake, but for transformation of our lives, that as we go through difficult circumstances, as we face trials and difficulties, as we interact with people in our community that don't know you, that we would be a light in the midst of darkness, Lord. Teach us now. We ask in Jesus' name, amen. 
So as I said, there's five things that I want you to focus on and remember this morning. And we'll try our best to go through the text, starting with verse 4. Verse 4 says simply, Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say rejoice. Let me read it again. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say rejoice. It's a command that we're given to rejoice in the Lord. You might wonder during the middle of a pandemic, or you might wonder while we're going through the experience of losing jobs or not having enough toilet paper or not being able to get the necessarily the necessary things we need for our families or our kids are home right now being homeschooled you may wonder how can we rejoice in the Lord and how can we rejoice in the Lord always we can rejoice in the Lord because God has sent his son Jesus Christ to come into the world and offer us hope through his blood to give us salvation and the forgiveness of sins. So when all the rest of the world is falling apart and things are not going well, we as the body of Christ can rejoice always. I say it again, rejoice because we have a good God who sent his son into the world so that we could have peace with him. What a great joy it is to be able to rejoice at all times and to know that God loves us and that he's in control and he wants to have an intimate relationship with us. We can praise him that our names are written in the Lamb's Book of Life for all of eternity. We will be in paradise with the Lord Jesus Christ. Many people don't have that hope today. And so we as a church want to be able to share that hope as we bring peace into our world and we rejoice in knowing Jesus as our Lord and Savior. So first thing, rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice. Verse 5 tells us to let our reasonableness be known to everyone. And we can have that gentleness and that reasonableness and that peace because of the second part of that verse that says, the Lord is at hand or the Lord is near. What great news it is for a believer in 2020 in the midst of a pandemic, in the midst of difficulty and circumstances that bring us depression and anxiety and frustration, we can know that the Lord is at hand. That can have a twofold meaning. One, that the Lord could return at any time. It could happen today while you're sitting at home, while you're eating your lunch. While Frankie and I are here at 95 Bird Street, the Lord could return and would, be, would we be ready for his return and would we be able to meet our maker and he say, well done, good and faithful servant for living for me while you were on this earth. But what a way to rejoice knowing that the Lord is at hand and that he could return at any time. So make sure that you're ready and tell as many people as you can with reasonableness how great our God is and how we can rejoice in him. We also can think of the Lord is at hand or the Lord is near as the indwelling of the Holy Spirit coming to dwell within us. So not only do we have the promise that Jesus will return at any moment in the twinkling of the eye, we also, when we receive Christ have the great privilege of being baptized by the Holy Spirit who comes to dwell within our spirit 
And now the Lord is closer than he ever was before with Old Testament saints. He dwells within us. He lives within us. And he gives us the power when we yield ourselves to him to be able to face any temptation and face any trial and face any struggle and what hope it is to be able to know that the Lord is near in all circumstances, not only to return soon, but to be within us. God with us, he dwells within our spirit. So rejoice in the Lord always and remember the Lord is at hand. Number three, don't be anxious about anything. That's a command too. We are called to not be anxious. Now it's hard to do in the midst of struggle and difficulty when my daughter, who's 10 years old, gets asked to clean her room. She doesn't like it. It's a negative command. When I ask her to clean her guinea pig's cage, she doesn't like that. It's a negative command. When Julie, my wife, asks me to wash the dishes or to wash the clothes or to cut the grass, I don't like that. It's a negative command. But every time God gives us a command, whether it's a negative command or a positive command, it's always for our good. So when he tells us and commands us not to be anxious, he's giving us an opportunity to be able to live our lives without fear, without worry, without doubt, without depression, without any type of difficulty as we trust and yield to the, sp the Spirit of God that lives within us. So don't be anxious. And how can we not be anxious? God answers that and gives us three things that we can do. And here they are. This is also the fourth thing on your hand. So we've got rejoice in the Lord always. The Lord is near. Don't be anxious. And prayer. Prayer is our intimate communion and fellowship with God. We come to God when we pray and we adore him and we worship him and we celebrate him for all that he's done for us. When I get up in the mornings, I try to grab a cup of coffee. And each sip that I take of a cup of coffee, I inhale and exhale the wonderful goodness of God. And I may turn to the book of Psalm and, and read a psalm to the Lord and thank him and give him praise and adore him. So, for example, Psalm 30. You can sit quietly and read this to God. I will extol you, O Lord, for you have drawn me up. And I have not let my foes rejoice over me. O Lord, my God, I cried to you for help, and you have healed me. O Lord, you have brought up my soul from Sheol. You restored me to life from among those who go down to the pit. Sing praises to the Lord, O you his saints, and give thanks to his holy name. For his anger is but for a moment, and his favor is for a lifetime. Weeping may tarry for the night, but joy comes with the morning. As for me, I said in my prosperity, I shall never be moved. By your favor, O Lord, you made my mountain stand strong. You hid your face. I was dismayed. But to you, O Lord, I cry, and to the Lord I plead for mercy. What profit is there in my death if I go down to the pit? Will the dust praise you? Will it tell of your faithfulness? Hear, O Lord, and be merciful to me. O Lord, be my helper. You have turned for me my mourning into dancing. You have loosed my sackcloth and clothed me with gladness, that my glory may sing your praise and not be silent. O Lord, my God, 
I will give thanks to you forever. So as we come to God in prayer, we first come to adore him and to give him thanks for his goodness. The second thing that the scripture tells us to do in verse 6 is to pray with supplication. This is a way for us to confess our need to God on de- in dependence on him. We want to plead to God for those things that we need. We want to come to him in brokenness and humility and with a contrite spirit and say, God, I need you so desperately. Please, Lord, help me during this difficult time. And it broadens our relationship with him and it helps us to grow closer when we're honest and broken and come to him in a spirit of dependence. And then we pray with thanksgiving. We thank him for all his blessings. We thank him for his grace and mercy. We thank him for his faithfulness and love. We have so much to give thanks for. If you have a big God, then your problems seem small. And so remember, when we pray, we can worship God and we can thank him for all that he's done for us. So rejoice in the Lord always. Remember that the Lord is near. Don't be anxious. Pray without ceasing. And the last thing in verse 5 is praise. Finally, brothers, I'm sorry, verse 8. Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things. What you have learned and received and heard and seen in me, practice these things, and the God of peace will be with you. So think about how you can praise the Lord. Praise him in the morning, praise him in the evening, Praise Him during the middle of the day. Praise Him when you don't feel well. Praise Him when you're facing difficulty and frustration. And the promise is that when we pray and we give praise to God, He will bring us peace in the midst of our anxiety, in the midst of our struggle. He will protect our minds when we're going through depression and darkness. God is a good God, and He cares for us, and He loves us. Even when our church is going through difficulty and a leadership change, God is still in control. He's not surprised about anything that's taking place in the world. He knows everything that's taking place. So bless him and praise him and worship him and adore him and give him all the glory because he is worthy, church. So remember this week. Remember well. Rejoice in the Lord always. The Lord is at hand. Don't be anxious. Pray without ceasing. And praise the Lord. Amen. Let's pray. Father, thank you for this time to come together this morning. And even though it's a bit awkward doing it electronically in this way, May you use the words of your scripture to speak to your church scattered all over this community. Lord, may you bring healing to us through a difficult season of time. May you bring hope to those who are scared and fearful and longing to have peace in a world that is confused and in darkness. May we as the church be able to bring hope and light and truth to those 
who need to see a great God. Let us be reasonable as we communicate with others through social media and through social distancing. Lord, may we be the hands and feet of your kingdom here on earth until you come back for us. Lord, keep us safe until we're able to meet again next week. We ask you in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen.